The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. This is from Jody. Hey there, doctor. My boyfriend is very happy and we are very much in love. Now watch what follows. However, every month or so, he gets very depressed for a week. He feels self-hatred and he gets intense headaches. He feels like giving up and he doesn't talk too much talk much to anyone, but he texts me occasionally. He used to be bad. He sold drugs. 3 years ago he became religious and changed. As soon as he became religious, religious, this depression began and reappears every month or so for a week at a time. It comes unannounced and in the midst of us in love. I want to help him, but I don't understand what's happening to him or what I can do or what I can do. Please help me, Jody. So first, Jody, whenever I hear intense headaches, they could obviously be stress headaches. He's uh, made some pretty bad choices in his life. And uh, But you do want to rule out medical causes. So he should first see a medical doctor and see if he can get a clean bill of health. And if it's not a medical reason, then you're looking at psychological causes. So this is where you want to, where you can see how your own mind is your top value in life. Everybody's own mind is their top value. And so many times we abuse them, we misuse them, or we're clueless. We don't know how to think clearly. We don't know how to think longer range. So when you abuse your mind, when you make poor choices and you have some awareness of it, you're going to be your own first victim. And I think that's my, what might have happened to your boyfriend. For example, if he made the bad choices over and over again to sell illicit drugs, the questions have got to come to his mind. How many individuals were harmed by me? Did I use strong arm techniques to collect my money? Do I remember the faces of the young kids I was pushing drugs on? You know, I don't know his private information, but your boyfriend privately lives with the knowledge of his own past choices and his actions. And how do you repair that? It's not that someone who's done drugs in the past has to go through life with self-hate hatred forever and ever if they want to gain some self-esteem. It's that you need to know how to turn your life around, how to make amends where it's possible, how to make a commitment to yourself that you won't repeat those errors, how to see that take hold, your better choices take hold and um, stick over time, and how to learn to value your own mind, yourself. And some people would call that selfish, and I think that type of selfishness is great. When you build good moral character, meaning you're honest, you have integrity, you work for a living, you have a good sense of justice, you think for yourself, and that's how you earn your self-esteem. You take pride in what you do well. So his solution, which is many people's solution, is that they... Hey, I got to interrupt this because we've got to pay some bills. 30 seconds, that's it. A very quick ad, and then Alan will be back. Romance. I wish I knew more about what girls want from a relationship. Boy, I wish I knew more about what I want. Where's that ad I saw? Here it is. The Selfish Path to Romance, a serious romance guidebook. Download Chapter 1 for free at SelfishRomance.com and buy it at Amazon.com. Huh. The Selfish Path to Romance. That is interesting.
So his solution, which is many people's solution, is that they turn to religion. Well, you know, religion can, there are always going to be warm people or a sense of community that can be encouraging. You know, people turn to AA too. Um, and there are many different ways. It's a terrific book, Sober for Good, but that's a different situation. He was selling drugs. I don't know how, whether he was using them too. But becoming a religious won't erase his hard drive, his hard knowledge of the choices he made and his past actions. And if they try to just forgive him, it's very hard for any of us to forgive ourselves. We need to do the thinking. We need to thoroughly understand what led me to sell drugs, uh, what type of uh, poor choices did I make, how could I act differently. And for that, you need a pro-self-valuing moral code. Now, he is your partner. He's your boyfriend. So when you, you also want to think, um, does he love me? Is he capable of love if he feels this very strong self-contempt at times? He gets very depressed, you said, every month or so for a full week, and it's unannounced. So love is an emotion based on a self-valuing moral code. Uh, I mean, people use it loosely, but if you want genuine love, you need to value yourself first. My favorite author, Ayn Rand, said, to say I love you, one must first be able to say the I. I love you, meaning I value myself. And to love yourself, you need what we were talking about, that good moral character. So the big question, if you stand back a little bit on this, Jody, and look at it, is this guy the right person for you? You don't have to make his problems your lifetime problem. You don't have to become his therapist. If you want to, what they say, hang in there and work with him, you could try that for a little bit. The other option is understanding what love is and learning the skills, the introspective skills in judging a prospective partner. And I recommend the book I wrote with Dr. Edlock. Uh, it's The Selfish Path to Romance, and that's at drkenner.com. And here's a little more from Dr. Kenner. Think about your own life and when you felt the happiest in your life. Maybe it was in childhood. Maybe it was just a moment in childhood. Maybe it was more in your teen years. I always think of myself as 19 years old, even though I'm a little bit uh, away from that age. And 19 it was a good year for me. So psychologically, do you live in the period of your life or do you live in that zone where you feel happy? How can you achieve that? If you find that you live in the stress zone or you live, live in the overloaded zone or you live in the pressure cooker zone or you live in the angry zone or you live in the guilt zone, how do you turn that around? Well, you can do that with thinking skills. You can't just take a pill and turn your life around. I mean, a pill. there's a saying, pills don't teach skills. They can help you focus better, but the, basically it's up to you to learn the skills and to learn how to appreciate and value your own mind. And when we don't do that, privately we know that. We feel insecure. We feel a little dent in our self-esteem or maybe a big one. And privately we may try to compensate and 
just uh, get ourselves all in tangles trying to make it look like we feel good to others and try to soothe ourselves inside. And it's much better to learn the skills and to face the facts. For more Dr. Kenner podcast, go to drkenner.com and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Drs. Kenner and Locke. When you are in a sexual mood, how can you invite your partner to join you? Find out what your partner likes. For example, their favorite time of day. What arouses your partner? A bubble bath and wine, dancing in the living room, cuddling and kissing, a sensuous massage, watching romantic videos. It helps create the mood if you make your partner feel sexually visible. Tell your loved one what you like about him or her sexually, including physical attributes you adore and the physical movements you enjoy. Let your loved one know what other things you enjoy being kissed on the neck or wearing a certain perfume or cologne, how to eliminate turnoffs like tickling or kissing during periods of important concentration, and what special ways your partner can dress and undress that excite you. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com and buy it at amazon.com.